Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Who comes in the name of the Lord. Preach, Bishop. Harvest will hear and we will obey. We draw on your anointing now in Jesus' name. Let 15 make some noise and stand on your feet, please. And let's receive my friend, the Bishop. All right. How's everybody doing? Have a seat. Have a seat. How's everybody doing? All right. So I'm not sure about something, so I'm just going to talk until I get sure, okay? Is that all right with y'all? All right. How y'all doing? Is you doing good? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I see some folks uh, that I haven't seen ever before, and that's a good thing. Amen. Celebrate the fact that God is adding to the vineyard here. So, um... So, yeah, I am really excited about you guys because this is a great church. You're some great people. You got a great leader. Amen. You know, it's so funny. Uh, uh, Tony called me uh, in between experiences, and she said, don't be putting my grandbaby on blast like that. Well, if she didn't do the stuff she did... She wouldn't be on blast. I'd have better things to say about her. Hey, baby, how you doing? I ain't talking about nobody. All right. <laughs> I keep kind of being tugged in two different directions. So. I'm, I'm usually together more. Uh-huh. There's something. Just just hold on one second. Turn in the Bible. Turn your Bibles to the book of 2 Kings chapter f- 7. 2 Kings chapter 7. This is not a new story to you. I want to talk to you about something that's really interesting. Um... Uh, 
Second Kings chapter seven. We're gonna read verses one through five. But when Bishop was up talking, uh, and he was giving these praise reports and and um, talking about um, you know what God is doing in the lives of people, you know, it just hit me very seriously that God desires to overtake you with great things. But it all comes down to decisions that you make as to whether or not you receive them. Can I get some help out there? And so this 2 Kings chapter 7, starting at verse 1, let's, let, let's look at that. And we're going to read verses 1 through 5. It says, but Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, tomorrow about this time, that's in white. What did it say? A seah of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two seahs of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. Go to the next verse. Then the captain on whose hand the king leaned said to the man of God, if the Lord himself should make windows in heaven, could this thing be? But he said, you shall see it with your own eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Boy, that sounds kind of rude, right? You're going to get teased with it. You're going to be able to see it with your own eyes. So you know it's there. Your other senses are telling you it's there. You know what it is, and so you know what it's supposed to be used for. It's there. But you can't even get it. <laughs> now there were four men who were lepers at the entrance of the gate. And they said to one another, hey, we going to just sit here and die? If we say, let's enter the city, the famine's in the city. So we're going to die there. And we shall die. And if we sit here, we're we going to die. So, now come, let us go over to the camp of the Syrians. Because it's possible. We know we ain't got no business being in there. But it's possible they might spare our lives. And we'll live. And if they kill us, guess what? We was going to die anyway. I want to talk about it's time to be shaken. It's time to be shaking. The problem that so many people have is that they have become complacent with where they are and so they no longer have a drive for anything better. Ain't nobody talking to me. Uh, Maybe that's you. Maybe that's why you're quiet. It's because you understand that there is more in you from a potential perspective, but something happens. So either you're not dreaming anymore, you're not believing anymore, you're not desiring anymore, or you just gotten lazy. 
and you see it, but you can't have nothing of it. The scary thing about that kind of mindset is it will never get you any more than what you already have. And can I be honest about something? And some of you got more than you should have had. You got it by accident. Because somebody tolerated you enough <laughs> to give you more than what you actually deserve. And you still ain't appreciative. Let me tell you something. I have been all over this country and I've seen churches and I've seen pastors all over this country and I, I sit in the back room and I hear folks talk and there is not a lot of love. Can I talk to you for real? I'm, I'm just going to put this out here plain because that's how I am. That's how I do it. There's a lot of folks who pastors don't give a squat about them. And to know that you have a guy who said, God, I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do, even when it costs me what I don't want to pay for it, I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. And 13 years later, you got a strong, vibrant ministry that's taking over the world. So, 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 so I... So you, you might have more than what you deserve when somebody said, I'm going to be dedicated even though I could be doing something else. It's the concept I want you to get is that sometimes you need to be shaken so that your attention can be gotten. Touch your neighbor and tell him, you need to be shaken so your attention can be gotten. Imagine yourself in an earthquake. My dad uh, told me stories that he used to, uh, that he lived for a while in San Francisco. And he said, I said, well, why did you leave San Francisco? And he said, one day we were, uh, sitting at the dinner table, because he from he from Austin, Texas. I first say he from here. I'm not in Austin. Uh, he from Austin, and he said we were sitting at the dinner table eating, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, everything about me, around me, on top of me, and underneath me begin to shake. And his words, and that scared the hell out of me. And I said, it's time to go. <laughs> So imagine yourself in an earthquake, the sensation of the ground shaking your feet, your foundation, and you immediately begin asking yourselves this question, what am I going to do? Because I'm freaked out. Let me tell you something. I don't ride no roller coasters. That ain't me. I don't do it. My wife want to do the, the wildest, craziest roller coaster that is uh, don't be applauding her for that foolishness. The devil is a lie. I don't. My wife wants to jump out of a plane. What? Are y'all folks crazy? Is that something wrong with Bishop? What's wrong with these folks? I ain't doing to neither one of them. My wife took, 
She's been trying for years to get me to do this. I never have, so she went with her mama. Thank you, her mama, for going with her. But she got on a cruise. I'm not fit to get on no cruise. And let me tell you something. I know how to swim and swim well, but there ain't enough swimming to overcome all of that water that's out there in that ocean. You understand me? Uh, the devil is a lie. Woo! So, so the ground is shaking and all of this stuff is going on and you're having to start making some decisions. Uh, 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 decisions. What is it that I'm going to do? And as we look at this text, we start to see the conversation that starts making its way around what's happening. What we see is this interesting story because from chapter 6 through chapter 7 of the book, the Syrians were in the middle of a war with Israel. So they battling it out and they come to the city of Samaria and they say, we're going to take Samaria for ourselves. Let me first tell you something before I get to really where I'm going. You're going to have some on your hand you trying to take what belongs to me. Because I guard and protect what's mine and ain't going to let nobody steal from me what belongs to me. Now, I, I, I was younger, Bishop. I had a lot of wind. You know, I picked up a little weight. I, I ain't got a whole lot of wind, but I got enough chin to outlast you. And don't let me get mine on you. It don't matter how. I'm, I can tell you, I can wait till you get tired out. Because you can only run for so long. You got to guard what belongs to you. They say, we're going to take Samaria. That's what we want, so we're going to take Samaria. We're just going to snatch it out of their hand. We're going to take from them what they think is yours. Be careful. Be careful of letting somebody lay claim to what belongs to you. But here, let me tell you something. Can I, can I be honest with you about it, though? It's easy for what belongs to you to be attracted to what somebody else offers when they don't feel like you taking care of them the way that you're supposed to. I ain't condoning nothing. I'm just telling the truth. So they said, we're going to take Samaria. It wasn't long before all the resources that the city had was running out. The people were starving. The, the famine hit. And then the, the city was so bad that people started eating heads of donkeys. Mothers start eating their children. What a shame, what a disaster, what a horrible situation it must have been. They were faced with desperation and isolation. But God had a different plan. But can I tell you something? God's plan always includes a man. The Bible says that the prophet Elijah, <laughs> you know, God's amazing, Bishop. Because when it starts getting stinky real good, God knows how to plop a man of God in a situation 
and make it all change. Let me see if I can fix it with a story. There was a guy. He was an old man. He lived alone. He was a widower. He was in an antique shop one day, and he found this vase. Let me see if I can be, be, be real uppity with you. He found a vase that was really incredible. It was beautiful. And he came, and he put that vase on the mantle of his fireplace. Now, his house was a mess, but that vase that he put in the center of his whole house made him start thinking, I can't appreciate this vase the way it's supposed to be appreciated if it's a round stuff that doesn't look like it fits. <laughs> Ain't nobody talking to me. So over the course of time, he started, he got, he had a motivation that he did not have before, Christina. What he started doing was, he was like, ooh, that couch has a rip in it. I got to move it. That chair has a wobble to it. I got to replace it. That, 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 that ceiling fan has a blade missing. I got to repair it. In other words, he did not let the room transfer what he found was precious. He decided since this thing is so valuable, I need to put the room and make it take on its surroundings. Can I tell you is that you got a man of God that he has dropped in your situation. Don't try to make him conform to you. You conform to him. So God's, God's man, the prophet Elijah, he was also in the city. He was in a house. And the king, the king had some words. The king was concerned. The king was like, what is it that God is doing? What's happening? Even leaders got to get the answer from the man of God. That's why presidents that have been presidents all throughout the course of this time, they have pastors and men of God who are their counsel. Because even leaders need to hear from the man of God. And if the leaders need to hear from the man of God, don't you think you ought to? Yes. Let me just move on because y'all starting to look at me strange. So before the messenger that was going to tell all the business that Elijah was there could get there, Elijah told the elders that he was on his way because the king was in pursuit. So instead of detaining Elisha, the elders detained the messenger until the king arrived. So the king's response to the situation was, hey, surely is this from God? Is God doing this? Do you know sometimes you always trying to blame the devil for stuff that the devil ain't got nothing to do with? Some of the stuff it's God, but some of it is you. The reason why some things are not working out the way you want to is because they were your plans and not his plans. <laughs> the reason why it didn't work out the way you wanted it to is because you didn't listen to him, you listened to them. Ain't nobody talking to me. They don't like me at 1115. I don't, I don't know what I did to offend nobody. I was, you know, so. <laughs> I sure don't. So let's see. So 
Surely this can't be from Lord. I mean, what is God doing? This was what was going on on the inside of the gate. Now, understand something. Gates and walls only have two purposes. One is either to keep stuff in, and the other one is to keep stuff out. Have you built a wall and why? I want you to think about that because sometimes you may have closed some stuff in (laughs) that should have been out, but you placed a different level of value on it, and so you locked it inside your gate instead of putting the gate from where it's on the outside. But I'm just asking you a question. Think about it. So all this was happening on the inside. However, on the outside, there were four lepers who were banned from the city because they were diseased. I'm, 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 I'm getting somewhere. Just stay with me. I'm almost done. I ain't going to be as long as I was earlier. There were four lepers who were banned from the city because they knew that their disease was out of order. And so they found themselves trapped, watch this, between the wall and the inner. Their condition was helpless. Their condition was hopeless. These lepers were faced with a dilemma. They had three options. And they talked about it amongst themselves. Which kind of brings up another interesting situation for me. How are you going to give that advice from the people who's in the same spot you is? How can they objectively give you something to help your situation when they're in the same spot as you? You spend so much time talking to your homeboy, your homegirl, your dog, your sister, and they in the same spot you. They broke, busted, and disgusted, and so are you, and you trying to look to them for advice. And they the main ones to tell you, child, you don't need them folks. What? I don't know why. You already struggling to pay your bills. Why are you giving? Because I done learned at harvest that I can't pray my way out of my finances. I got to pay my way out of my finances. Okay. All right. I'm trying to get there, y'all. I get distracted. You know, my mind runs real fast. And so I I be trying to go down one path, and then I take all these here detours. So they had three options, Bishop. They said, we can go back into the city, and we're going to die because them folk going to kill us. Because we ain't got no business men over there. So that's our one. Our number two option, we can sit here and stay hungry. Because, see, we hungry. (laughs) (laughs) And so if we sit here, we're going to die too. But just maybe it's possible that if we go forward and do something differently than what we have been doing, then our situation might change. I come to tell you today that if you want something different, you got to do something different. And that doing something different going to start with your attitude and your gratitude about how and who you are subject to, and you got to be willing to do what you told. So they said, hmm. Maybe then our best bet is to do something different. So why am I telling you the story? What does this mean for you? Why is it important you to know? It's because it's time for you to quit being stuck in the middle. 
See, 13 has a very negative connotation associated with from biblical numerology. It does from logic. That's why people say unlucky 13, right? That's why there are no 13 floors in a hotel. They just completely skip it, which is really weird because the floor after number 12 is actually number 13 anyway. You can call it whatever you want. It's still 13. But it ain't none of my business. I'm staying in my lane. I ain't got nothing to do about that. 13 have all of these negative connotations. Uh, t- uh, Friday the 13. Ooh. Eh, 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 eh. going to kill you. All right. Who is that? Is that Mike Myers? Is it Jason? Jason. Freddie. Somebody's one of them fools. Anyway, 13 has all of this negative connotation. Tomorrow is your 13th year. Y'all missed an opportunity to shout. But 13 reveals itself as a bad potential number because in biblical numerology, 13 means rebellion, revolt, disobedience. It means a whole lot of bad stuff. However, as I was studying all of this 13, there was one bright spot. Out of the swath of bad things that 13 represents, there was one positive thing that 13 represented. And that was the fact that when I didn't even share this the first service, this is going to freak me out. It's so juicy. It's Ishmael who, I, who, who Abraham had with, with Hagar, Ishmael's son, when he was 13. He got circumcised, which was a signal of a new covenant. I didn't share this with them, but I'm going to share this with you. Ishmael was the mistake. And the stake, the mistake can be overcome when you submit it to the right thing. The mistake can be a blessing when it's placed in the right place. They did the right thing to the mistake, and the mistake was a symbol of a new covenant. You got some stinky stuff in your life. Some stuff that you're trying to spray perfume and cologne on and get the odor off. All you have to do is submit it to the will and obedience of God, and he can do something with it. That stuff is good to me. All right, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Where am I at? Okay. My people are stuck in the middle. And I need you to get out the middle. Choose ye this day who you're going to say. You heard all the verses. You know what I'm talking about. Stuck off in the middle. They're scared to move forward. Tempted to go backwards, which is a problem. Because backwards is a place of comfort for you. You've been there, done that, so you know what to expect. Don't go back, fool. Don't do it. Don't go back. Don't do it. You don't want to go forward because you're scared, because it's unknown. But you're tempted to go backwards because it's the place of comfort. 
But even worse than going backwards potentially is not doing anything at all. You have to make a decision. And that decision will inform on what the rest of your life will be. Am I helping somebody? I said the level head three. They go to the city where everybody else is in the famine. Don't die. They can sit here and do nothing. But they could possibly live. What they didn't realize, and this is what you will never know, is that the worst that you think it could any time be, God's already worked it out that it ain't going to even be as bad as it could have been. But that's only if you decide to do something different than what you've ever done before. And for some of you, that difference is complete and total submission. That difference is complete and total honor. That difference is complete and total obedience. So it's a place you've never been before, but it's the only thing you can do for your life. Because God will work it out on the other end. Guess what happened? So they said, you know what? Say food, let go. Uh, let's go on and go see what's in there. We, that's the only show. We, I mean, we, we, we might be able to make a live. What's interesting is when they decided to do something different than what they've ever done before, trust in a way that they never trusted before. When they got to the city, the people who were against them, the Syrians, had already been scared away because God caused them to hear sounds of trumpets and chariots and horns. Man, y'all missing y'all time to shout. The thing that scared you the most, God says, if you just go head on and do it, I already got it. I've already worked it out, Johnny. The thing that scares you the most, I've already fixed it. I fixed it such that when you were contemplating whether or not you were going to go, I scared them the hell out of your camp. And so as a result, they were able to get everything that was left behind. You are being blessed by somebody else's leftover. And the biggest, the baddest, the least should have been scary thing is to follow the voice of God. And that's where it comes from. It sounds hard with it. Bishop want me to do this. Bishop want me to do that. Bishop want me to do it. Do it. Because everything you feared has already been taken care of and all that's left is the spoils of obedience. I'm finna go take to my seat. What nobody understood is what was spoken, was spoken to Joshua, Joshua 1 and 3. The Lord said to him, every place that your foot trod, I've given you. Just as I said to Moses, why am I telling you this? Because you get to inherit the promise of the man of God that you follow. In Joshua chapter 1, Joshua is described as Moses' minister. In other words, he belonged to Moses. And that was the way it was seen because he was 
who he was supposed to be for Moses. The same thing has happened with Elisha and Elijah. Elisha got the double portion of what was Elijah because he got the remnants of his man of God's blessing. Can I tell you, if you see how blessed this man is, why would you not want his remnants? And take my seat. I keep saying that. I ain't lying to y'all though. I'm telling the truth. I told you my mind, you know, I just get off on detours. The problem that the lepers really faced was they were trying to judge, watch me. They were trying to judge success from where they are. In other words, they had the wrong barometer. How you going to tell what success is when you deep in it? How you going to know what success really is when you stuck in the mud? How you going to understand what it really looks like to be broken and better if you are in a place that you can't even comprehend? They were judging success from where they are. So all they could see was odds that were insurmountable. I, they, none of these look good to me. All they could hear was... Uh, a field was overwhelming loss. We gonna die to either the three we do. They treated me bad in the past. They won't even let us in the city. They cast us out because we lepers. And oh my God, the thought of going in there scares me. You remember the story? And I tell this story every time because it's beautiful. But the story, uh, uh, y'all think it was 10 spies, but it was 12. You get it confused because 10 people came back and said, we can't do nothing. <laughs> but two of the 12 said, oh, sure enough, we can. We, we, we got this. But the complaint, this is the point I'm getting to, though. But the complaint from the other 10 was that we look like grasshoppers in their eyes. Well, y'all didn't talk to them, so how you know how you look to them? What you're doing is you're casting out your own imagination based on what you think somebody sees in you. Baby, when I tell you, when you got God on your side, you don't need to worry about what nobody else think of you. Because all of your used-to-be's, all of that past that is tempted to go back to, all of your used-to-be's don't matter. So that's why I don't care how folks talk about you. You can say whatever you want to say about me. You can call me whatever name you want to call me. Yes, I was. And you know what? When I was it, I was the best at it. I made more money, too, doing it than you did. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> the problem is that all 12 of them saw the same thing, but only two of them had the right enough mind. So can that, that ought to tell you that the majority of the folks you deal with ain't about nothing. Because it was 10 of them and only two of them had the sense enough to know that if God says it's mine, I can have it. So let me get back to the story and I'm trying to go sit down. Elijah spoke the word of God. The miracle happened. And the lepers came in and bam. They were able to get all the stuff. 
that the folks left behind. When you make a choice to do something, and that choice to do something is predicated on your choice to be obedient, submitted, and faithful, God goes before you and clears the path so there's no obstacle in your way. But I need you to know something. You can't claim that you have loyalty with God and be disloyal with him. I wish it was different for you. Sorry, not sorry. But it's not. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Some things will never change. Yeah, see, y'all know that. <laughs> all right. See, y'all keep taking me all on these detours. Your situation can cause you, based on fear, to say no. Based on apathy, to say wait. Based on weakness, can say it can't be done. Based on personal weakness, that says I just ain't going to do it. But I need you to not rely on all of that. I need you to have some courage shot up in you. I need some Holy Ghost boldness inside of you to say, I don't care what's in front of me. I'm kicking in doors. I'm knocking over tables. I'm doing whatever God said that I can do because I want what belongs to me. And so the only way that you recover from your place of indecision is to make a decision. It ain't that difficult. The only place to cover from your indecision is to make a decision. And it's time, it's absolutely time for you to, as my grandfather said, used to say, I can't say, can I say how you feel? Well, you know, or get off the pot. Y'all know what I'm, y'all had grandparents that told y'all like, y'all know what I'm talking, don't look at me like you better than me. Yeah, that's what he said. So, as I go to my seat, let me tell you, this is 13. This is a year that you can either make a choice to be uh, a rebel, to be in rebellion, or that you're going to ignite a new covenant. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts 
to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this for me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.